welcome to the Girl Gains Podcast. I'm Amber P, IFBB Bikini Pro. And I'm Alexis Adams, IFBB Wellness Pro. On our podcast, we share everything from the good, the bad, the do's and the don'ts with the hopes of helping all female athletes. Get ready for some serious girl gains. What is up and welcome back to another episode of the Girl Gains Podcast. I'm Amber P. I'm Alexis Adams. For today's episode, you guys, we're going to do a little bit of a recap on my pro debut, and we're going to answer a few of your questions. So first off, thank you, of course, to everyone that sent messages, DMs, text messages, all the support is greatly appreciated. Of course, I'm still trying to process all the madness. (laughs) He did great. It was a long-ass weekend. It was a very long weekend. So for me, I guess going into the pro debut, like I said, you guys, I'm still trying to wrap my head around the thought process of I'm actually a pro because when you've been working on that goal, because that's when you achieve it, it's such a massive deal. If you're a competitor, then you totally understand how hard it is and how much of a big deal it is. So I've just been honestly trying to process that and soak it all in and enjoy that moment. It hasn't really quite caught up with me that I did my pro debut. I can say though, right before I was getting ready, like I was on the sideline about to go do my routine. I told Alexis last night, I looked up at the screen and it said, I FBB Pro League Bikini. And at that moment, that's when it hit me. And I said, oh, shit, because it was real. And I was very impressed with the stage because sometimes like theater lighting can be a little wonky and the stages can be a little wonky. But that one was very, very nice. Wings of Strength did an excellent job just with the whole show. So if you were, you know, trying to figure out a good show to do, I am definitely a huge fan of Wings of Strength and plan to do a few more of their shows in the future. Yes, they always definitely think about the athletes. Um, Amber got a free video of her routine. Yeah. Which is insane. Very, very cool because you guys know that type of content is so important to us. And then just having high quality content, of course, we always appreciate anybody that's at the show recording and they send videos or, you know, if you're watching from home and you record the stream and you send it to us, like we appreciate all of that. However, the fact that they were providing free videos for all the athletes, I thought that was incredible because I have never seen that before. Have you? Mm-mm. Yeah. So I wonder if that's something that they do on a regular basis or I don't know. Either way, very, very cool to see. Yeah. I it was awesome. Yes. So we'll backtrack a little bit. I ended up getting to Atlanta Thursday evening late because Marillo got off of work late. Of course, he did his best to try to rearrange his routes, but there was a hang up with one customer and it took longer than usual. So we didn't get there. I don't think until about 11:45 midnight and by the time we got there I was toast and exhausted. Alexis, you didn't get in until like what? 4 a.m.? Yes. Oh my gosh. I got a lecture See, from Nelson's day. You got what? Oh, basically a lecture. Yeah, yeah, cuz and that's the thing. I I love and appreciate and have so much respect for you, but 
no no more of that <laughs> yeah <laughs> you always show up for me but girl you were prepping for the olympia you gotta we, we can't we can't do any more of that <laughs> yeah i like nelson kind of said the same thing and he was like so you know like i went that made me 24 hours without sleep because i got up 3 30 thursday morning worked all day came home packed got on the road um so I like that put me way behind as far as like sleep and recovery. And it was hard to catch back up because I came back and worked on Monday. Um, and you guys know how show weekend is. So, um, and Kenley was like, you do this once a year, like you work a night shift or you yeah. do something like this. And then you're like, why do I do this? And you only do it once a year. And then you learn your lesson and it lasts for about 12 months. And then you do it again. And I'm like, yeah, I know. And Nelson was like, you do it because you know that you can push through it and do it. But we got to change our priorities. And I was like, okay. Yeah, man. <laughs> he, made like, a, he made a comparison to Jay Cutler. He was like, you have to decide. His his point was more so like travel. Because I went there and I'm going to um, Masters Nationals this weekend. And then I think I work a weekend. And then we have, I have to work a booth. I have... Alina's show and he was like you have to pick a weekend with no travel (laughs) like a weekend out so seriously because it's like just because you can doesn't mean you should and like I said I am greatly appreciative but if you said Amber I can't I would have completely understood no well and that wasn't it wasn't a can't if I couldn't I wouldn't but um I mean it was 16 weeks out so that's not like super close, you know, some yeah. people haven't even started prep yet for the Olympia. So we're just making sure that we're ready early. And that was definitely a notch in the belt. And I learned my lesson. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, like we've said before, guys, like you, your life doesn't stop. So True. things will pause for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Especially like probably eight weeks out might be my cutoff as far as like real travel. <laughs> um, but missing Amber's pro debut wasn't a thing like if we were closer I would have just had to like beg someone to switch shifts with me you know and not yeah. work for a day right. um but I didn't put that effort in because I knew I could do what I did but anyway don't do that <laughs> don't do it out here don't do that. <laughs> don't do that so Alexis got in early um Friday was very smooth woke up we, I did my pump up. Alexis got some really good content of me in the gym, which you did a good job because I started going through it for the vlog that I still need to edit or whatever. But you got some really good gym footage of me. I was like, well, hi, damn. Let me find out. I found my little videographer. <laughs> <laughs> I was very impressed. Um, and then athlete check-in was really cool. It was definitely different than NPC athlete check-ins. And it's not that it was, you know, anything it wasn't bad, but it was just a different experience. So that was really cool. Just how they have the whole thing ran. And then on, what do we do after that? Check in, checked in with Jay. We went back to the house and then I chilled. I was in bed super, super early. And I went to the gym. Yeah, you went to the gym because it, it was it wasn't a crazy. I mean, it was a long enough day, but I wanted to make sure that I was in the bed by no later than nine forty five because I typically just don't really sleep well the day before a show. It's almost like you're a kid at Christmas Eve waiting for Santa Claus. That's basically how it feels the day before yeah. show. Yeah, 
And that's like, I'm the same way, but I'm the opposite is when I get into bed. Like I try to wait until I'm actually tired and then take advantage of that one moment. Cause you know how it's like, you're tired, then you're not tired. Um, Cause otherwise if I go lay down at eight and I'm not tired, then I'm just like Mm -hmm. stressed and in a bad mood because I'm laying there looking at the ceiling. Like I should be sleeping. I'm supposed to be sleeping. I'm not sleeping. Like me, I'll start stalking the clock. I'm like, okay, if I go to sleep now, I'll get seven hours. Oh, I'm still yes. up. I'll, go to sleep now. I'll get six oh hours. My gosh. Junior nationals, I was looking at the clock, I kid you not, every 30 minutes the entire night. I moved to the living room and Nelson was awake doing check-ins at like two o'clock in the morning. And he was like, What are you doing? I was like, I can't sleep. Kenley's snoring, he's moving, everything's waking me up. So I'm gonna lay right here. And he was like, you have to get up and do makeup in two hours. And I was like, I'm trying. And she was like, this is not good. <laughs> and you're like, I'm, I do this on a regular. I got yeah. it. <laughs> Sometimes the anticipation will get yeah, you. It does. It does. And this is also the first time that I stayed at an Airbnb. And the only reason why I was comfortable with it was because I knew between Alexis and Olivia being there, someone was going to get me where I needed to be on time. Outside, yeah. Any other time, I would have never done that. <laughs> now, having a car, because you had access to a car, you can't yes. stay in an Airbnb with no access to a car and be that far yeah. away from the venue, guys. Yeah. Um, but with that scenario, did you like that? Or did you like the, staying at a hotel better? I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it at all. It was, and like I said, I think it was just because of the way that we set everything up. We were very strategic. I would never stay at an Airbnb if I did not have car access because to oh, me, yeah. that just sounds like a hellacious a situation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. But it, it was actually, it was fine because we mapped everything out. We knew exactly how far away we were. We also took into account the Atlanta traffic. And then it's just always better anyway. And I think this is something that, I don't know, maybe we could probably do a whole episode on this, just time management and planning before your show. Because I think that's something that a lot of athletes, especially newer athletes, might not be aware of. So what I did was in my notes, in my um, phone, I just made my whole itinerary and I shared it with Alexis and Olivia. So that way, especially like if you have people that are going to be there with you, they know exactly what the plan is. And of course, sometimes things do change. But so that way, everybody's on the same page because I understand Alexis, is she's still in prep. She probably has cardio and training that she needs to do. Same with Olivia. So that's very helpful. And understand that you need to always allot yourself more time than what you think. Yes. Um also tip if needing to book an airbnb now if it's only you flying to a show get a hotel hotel. Mm -hmm. um but i know for me especially because i like to go a little early especially for big shows um so an airbnb is a little bit more convenient as far as like cooking food and having a little bit more space and stuff Mm -hmm. um me and kenley crammed into a hotel room (laughs) is not always the best idea. Um, so when you're booking an Airbnb, I always message the host mm-hmm. and say, like, I look at the Airbnb, see what kind of setup works for me. And then the ones I like, I message the hosts and say, Hey, how far is this property from XYZ address? 
-hmm. And they'll respond and say four miles. It's about 15 or 20 minutes by car, whatever. Um, And that gives you an idea. Do not stay more than like 15 or 20 minutes from the venue. Because in shows that most shows are in larger cities, especially national and pro shows. Um, 10 minutes in the city turns into 2025 easy. Easy. So if they say you're 20 minutes from there, you're counting on 40. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because that's exactly what I did. I found the places that I liked. And then, you know, I messaged them saying, hey, how close are you to Midtown? And priced everything out because I knew my mom, Marillo, and Alexis were coming alongside with Olivia. And so I was looking at the hotels and I just thought to myself, by the time we all pay for a hotel, it's going to cost way more than just doing an Airbnb. So that's something else to always consider when you are going to be doing a show with a bunch of people. Because like Alexa said, for most of the shows, like if it's a national show, a pro-am show, typically if it's in the larger cities, it's always going to be within their downtown area. And the downtown areas are always going to be a little bit more expensive. So that's something that you definitely want to take into account and just make sure you're not too far away. And if possible, make sure if you've got somebody with you, have them drive you because you're already anxious, nervous, excited. The last thing you need to be doing is trying to fumble your way around in a city that you're not familiar with. Your head is already going to be in a million different places. Have somebody drive you. Yeah, stressing about driving. Now, y'all know I like to drive. Um, I have since given up those reins, um, especially because like most of these big fancy venues are also difficult. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I know parking is never convenient in cities and like you have to walk some and like having me or Olivia drive Amber, <laughs> the parking deck, the first day was kind of close. The parking deck, the second day was not close. <laughs> they closed all of the parking decks on Saturday. So it was like you had to drive all the way around the building and it was like one specific place they wanted you to park and they were like, you're not parking anywhere else. Um, So we could just pull up and drop Amber off. Yes. Oh, not to cut you off while I'm thinking about the day before, because you always see your athlete check in the day before, regardless if you're a pro or amateur, but try to see if you can figure out the parking situation then versus you coming in at the 11th hour trying to hustle get to the venue get backstage yeah or people try like your visitors trying to like message you like i so i dropped amber off and then once i parked even for check-ins um when we went for check-ins i think we parked in the parking garage right um and then we walked in together but as soon as we parked i sent the location to marillo Amber's husband um and I was like parking for tomorrow because then you know where it is don't ask me tomorrow morning when you were trying to hustle around and I'm taking care of Amber because it is your job to get yourself where you need to go (laughs) every man for himself at that point that's what I had to explain that to my mom too because my mom she's still new to this whole show business and bodybuilding stuff but I just had to tell her I am off limits don't ask me shit I'm busy (laughs) oh my gosh okay so um Amber's mom has lived in Atlanta, y'all. And so I went Friday night to the gym. After Amber was all tucked in, I went and, like, did my stuff. And so I get back. Amber's mom was visiting with her friend. It was out late. (laughs) She comes back and wants to introduce her friend to Amber. And it's, like, 1030 at night. And she's like, where's my child? I was like, 
she's in the bed. <laughs> she was like, she's in the bed. And I was like, it is, it's the day before her show. And she's like looking at me and I was like, you're not going to wake her up. <laughs> so, so a little background on my mom. My mom is the life of the party, you guys. She will never miss out on a good time. She doesn't know a stranger. Um, growing up, my mom was a DJ. So every other weekend, either I'm with her at a party or the party was at my house. She's a social butterfly. That's just her vibe. So again, she's still new to this bodybuilding stuff. My mom also was an athlete growing up. She was like a top-notch basketball player. She played high school, college, and a little bit overseas. So she understands what it's like to be an athlete. She doesn't understand bodybuilding 100%. However, she brought her narrow ass in there, lit up like a damn Christmas tree, like it was time to continue on the party. And I was giving her the death stare. And then finally she looked at me. She's like, okay, 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 okay. I'll leave you alone. I was like, yeah, I, I kind of got something important to do tomorrow. So well, funny because as soon as I started dozing off, I heard her loud mouth coming in and I was thinking, are you kidding me right now? I know Sharon is not in there trying to turn up stuff to do. <laughs> no. And like, and, and your mom was fine. It was just oh, like, it was funny because, you know, guys, Amber and I have been competing for four years and I said all of that to say Everyone doesn't always get it. And sometimes right. they just won't like they support you. They cheer you on, but still they're going to come in at 10 o'clock at night and be like, why, why are you in bed already? Like, I don't have any food. I'm tired. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. That's the thing. Like my mom and she's so funny. Cause she, she absolutely loves that I compete. She loves going to the show. She wants to take all the pictures so she can send them to her friends and post them on Facebook and Instagram. So she's supportive of it. She just doesn't understand it, which my mom's about to be 60 in October. She, I, I'm not yeah. about to make her understand it. You no, know what I mean? She was so proud. Um, yeah. You were doing something. I don't know if you were showering or what. And she's like standing there. She's like, so all these people that's going to be on stage with Amber tomorrow. They're all pros, right? <laughs> and I was like, yes. She said, my daughter is a professional. <laughs> oh my God. And y'all, proud. She was hanging her hat on that. And I was in bed cringing. Cause I was just like, Oh my God, my mom, like, She's very charismatic. She's hilarious. And you just never know what's going to come out of her mouth. So I'm in bed and she's in the living room with Alexis and Olivia. And I'm literally like clenching and pinching my booty cheeks together because I know she's in there probably saying something wild. I was just thinking to myself, I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> no, don't bother me. After wilder. Oh, yeah. And my, um, let me tell you, my mom loves her some Alexis. So the night before, she was she was staying up. She's like, I'm gonna stay up and wait for her because I want to make sure this baby gets home, gets here safely. I said, Mom, first of all, Alexis is true to this. <laughs> she's not a baby. Ain't she in her twenties? Yes, Mom. Okay. Well, she she's my baby right now, and I gotta make sure she gets here on time. I said, Well, fine. Stay up. Stay up. And so. I think probably when it got about 2.30 and you still weren't there yet and she was dozing off, she came and tapped on the door. She's like, is, is she okay? Have you talked to her? I was like, mom, she's fine. <laughs> yeah. When, so when I saw her Friday, she's like, what time did you get here? I was like, <laughs> about four. And she's like, Jesus, how long the job is it for you? I said, um, it's a, it turned into about seven with stops or yes, seven, I think, um, six and a half ish, something like that. And she's like, 
you just be tearing it up. You tear up them roads. You're a driver. And I was like, yep. (laughs) Um, If it's it's less than eight hours, I'm getting in the car. She's in a car. So that was an experience the night before with Karen, my mom. She's a trip. Saturday morning, I woke up. And when I woke up, I looked at my physique. I did my check-in. I was like, oop, we're not crispy. I felt very full and bloated, which is not my norm when I wake up in the morning. And when I looked at myself, I already knew I was like, oop, we spilled over a little bit. But I wasn't honestly, I wasn't stressed out about it because I understood what was happening. I know my body and there was nothing that I could do about it at that point. You know what I mean, you guys? Now, had this been like a national show where I was still trying to get my pro card, I would have flipped a hundred percent. However, I was going into my pro debut excited happy with an open mind just ready to 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 show up and have some fun so that's what I did Jordan and I spoke on it after we had to bang out a couple of things and moving forward I know for me as an athlete if I don't share these things with her then how is she supposed to make these judgment calls because that was her thing she was just more saying hey if you would have told me that you were feeling kind of full or feeling kind of bloated we could have manipulated and done things differently so don't be like me I err on the side of oh I don't want to be annoying I don't want to bother but at the same time that's what I'm paying her to do and she needs all of this data and this feedback going into shows especially so that way we know what to do moving forward so when I woke up I was just very very I could tell I spilled and that's something where it's going to take you some time competing to know that I only knew that because I've competed so much. And then especially I had just did two shows and I realized this is not how I looked at either of my national shows. My core was all feeling like a little bloated. I felt bloated. It just didn't look as sharp. However, this is the thing when you compete, you get to learn all of this stuff about you. But outside of the physique, I was very pleased. I love my new suit. Shout out to KH Customs if you guys didn't know or you didn't see a vlog or a post. I am a KH Customs athlete along with Alexis. Yay! And my suit. That's honestly what I was so excited about and why I really wasn't too hung up on what was happening with my physique because I was just excited to get into this new suit because this suit is the most perfect suit I've ever had. It fit me like a glove. It looked insane on stage. It was straight up perfection. So that right there just made my whole day. Her work is so good. And um, she can make like any idea come out. So like you can, t- like all of my suits, guys, I'm like, this is kind of what I'm thinking. And she's like, okay, well this, like my red suit, she was like, I wouldn't do this. I would do this. I wouldn't do this. And I was like, all right, I want it to look red on stage and I want it to be velvet. You go from there. And she made yeah. my red suit and it was freaking phenomenal. And then Amazing. my pink one. I was like, I want pink. I don't want Barbie pink. I don't want it to look purple. I want pink. But I like, I want it to look good, but come across as pink. And she was like, I got it. Yeah. And then it comes and I was like, oh my God. And then same with my next one. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It, it was perfect because I had reached out to Krista like a few weeks prior for a posing suit. And I just told her, I was like, you know, I'm wanting a fabric that's like blood orange, just keeping it in the same range of what I've been doing. And then of course things get busy, yada, 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 didn't get a chance to get back with her on it. So when I didn't know that I had a suit coming, I didn't know that she was going to ask me to be an athlete. I didn't know any of that. 
Alexis was on the back end helping her with that. And so when I got it, I was shook because Marilla was in on it too. Well, he was in on it to an extent. But when I saw the box, I just assumed, oh, okay, maybe she just sent me a posing suit. That's really close. That's really nice of her. So when I opened it and I saw the suit, I was completely flabbergasted and just in awe because it it couldn't have been any more perfect. It fits me like a glove. I love the color story. Jordan is obsessed with it. She said, this is your look. We are sticking with it. So just seeing everything come together and I had to switch up my makeup, which this was my favorite makeup ever, 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 ever that I've ever done for my stage. So I was just very pleased with everything the show how it went, my glam, my posing and presentation. That was the first time for me that I had ever been on stage and I was excited to be on stage. I wasn't crazy nervous and I had fun. That's the best I feel I've ever presented myself on stage as well. My goal going into the show was, first of all, I want it to be unforgettable. I wanted to make sure that I was remembered and to not come in last place. And we did those things. I came in by the skin of my teeth with the 15th place, second call out. But you know what? For Bikini Pro Debut, if you were just able to place at a Bikini Pro Debut, that's incredible because, again, it is hard. But let me tell you, I personally feel one, that's probably the best thing that ever happened to me just simply because being in second call out, I got to get up close and personal because you have to stay on stage the whole time. So I got to literally watch the entire first call out with the best view possible. So being able to see the pros, their muscle bellies, how much density they had, how they moved, watching the judges pick and choose how they wanted to move the girls across the stage. Like that is probably hands down the best experience that you're ever going to get because there's nothing like that. Yes, it's awesome. Um, it can be overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And that was not something, at least it didn't portray from the stage like that at all on you. You came out and like looked the most confident I've ever seen you on stage. Oh, yeah. You couldn't tell me that I wasn't a vibe. I knew everything looked good. Like, <laughs> fuck it, whatever. It's like, I know I'm not as crispy as I need to be. However, everything else is going to be able to compensate for that, which also tells me if I can get a placing not being as crispy, what's going to happen when I am crispy? Yeah. And so um, I think you would have been in that first call out if you were like this similar package, a little bit tighter than universe. <laughs> Um, but that's something that can be fixed. Um, actually, so I don't know if you guys are like this, but like out when you're in the audience and you're like, you know, watching someone and the people around you, do you ever like, I cheer with the people around me. So like, yeah. if your girl is number 142 and you are hype, I'm, I'm like, Oh, you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Me too. I'm like, all right, let's go, let's go. Who's your girl? Yeah. yeah, where's your girl at? Um, so I was doing that, and so we were like making small talk with some people near us. Um, and then Amber comes out, and like Olivia was like, I cheered. Olivia cheered when we saw you like on deck, like on the side. Um, and then you walk up and like hit the back of the stage, and these ladies in front of us were like, Ooh, child. <laughs> 
they were yes, killing it. And then Amber's or Olivia's like, yes, ma'am. These ladies look back and said, that's your girl. <laughs> they were cheering for you before they knew you were with us. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah. I love they, it. Like, you were definitely a fan favorite. I love that. And it was so funny because when they brought us out for the group comparisons and they, you know, make it, make us do our back pose, I looked up and there was, I could see myself in the screen. I was like, oh, okay, glutes. And so I was like, let me push a little bit harder. <laughs> so that was cool. <laughs> I was like, okay, perfect. I can see myself a little bit. And Olivia cracked me up because like, you guys know, I'm very self-aware. I know my strengths and my weaknesses. And I'm always worried about my glutes looking flat on stage. And Olivia Ather, she goes, um, why were you so worried about having flat glutes? Because your glutes were not flat at all. I said, well, you know, prep goggles are real. And after I was done with my routine and I just let out a big sigh of relief and I went backstage, I didn't realize that the pros before me were standing there watching and their response, they go, holy hell, girl, your glutes are crazy. And I was thinking to myself, are they really? Did, did it really? Yes. Was it really good? <laughs> it's funny what we can convince ourselves of. Oh my gosh, Yes. And for feedback, my feedback was really good. Um, I It was Mo, who I've competed in front of before, but I never assumed that anybody knows who I am. And so I just said, hi, Mo, I'm Amber, competitor number 130. She looks to me, she goes, yeah, I know who you are. I judged you last year at Junior USA's. And for me, that was very flattering and shocking because do you know how many bodies this woman has seen since last year from Junior USA's all the way to now? So the fact that she remembered me was very, very nice. And again, it just goes back to the goal, which was to be unforgettable. And apparently I had been unforgettable and I didn't realize it. But she said that she loves my look, very beautiful. She loves my energy. The only thing she wants me to do is I just tighten up in the glutes area a little bit and, and you're good to go. Which again, I knew that because I wasn't crispy. That was the only feedback. So tightening up is very doable. It is easy to do, and I think that's good feedback to have, honestly. Yes, absolutely. And that's the thing, because Alexis made a good point, too. I believe it was yesterday or so, but sometimes when you're getting judges' feedback, it can be like Morse code trying to decipher. Sometimes when people think, oh, tighten up, it, they think I just need to get a little bit more leaner, and yeah, that could be it, but it also could be that you might just have too much body fat on you still in general. You know what I mean? Yeah. You explained it way better than I did, though. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, all right. So, um, do questions. tell them about your snacks. Oh, my snacks. What did I have? Oh, so we went post-show. I finally got a post-show meal. I got a burger. I had some sweet potato fries. Olivia ordered this like Krispy Kreme burger. And I'm not a big donut person, but her eye Merlo just kind of took a nibble at it. And that stuff was so, so sweet. All I could handle was one bite of that. Um, I also shared a pretzel. That was good. And then after, because all I wanted was a cookie, freaking cookie. So we went to Insomnia Cookies and I got a double chocolate chip mint cookie with ice cream. And I know better. I know better than to do the ice cream. However, I haven't had anything in a really long time. I have a lactose 
sensitivity. So I have um, been paying for that for the past couple of days, but it's fine. We're, we're on the mend now. It's okay. But it was delicious and worth every bite. <laughs> it looked, it all looked very good. Um, if you guys have seen my stories, I have been doing, I have a red meat and carb meal. So I've been doing a plain English muffin with a handmade burger with like 93.7 meat. Um, and I season it. So it's, it's a makeshift as close as you can get to prep burger. Um, and I put pickles on it. If I'm at home and feeling fancy, I'll put like lettuce and onion too. Um, so that's what I had. I took it with me. <laughs> and it looked good. It looked good. I love that. And so, yeah, that was, that was the pro debut. So Great experience overall. I'm very pleased with how everything went. And we are working out a plan because I'm not done yet. I, I want to do one more. And of course, as we get closer, we will share all of that. However, we got a couple of questions we will get into. Did you get any questions, Alexis? Um. Yes. Let me look. Let's see. All right. So the first one I have <laughs> tips for working a job with prep brain. Um, you just have to do it. <laughs> There's that's a non-negotiable. I know for me, the main thing that I had to do when I was at my job for all of my tasks that my boss would give me, I just have to write everything down because if I didn't write it down, it wasn't going to happen. So just depending on, you know, whatever the nature of your job is, highly recommend writing down all of your tasks so that way you're not relying on your prep brain to remember everything for you. Yes. Um, I would also say um, you have to bring things down to like one thing at a time. Mm -hmm. um, and so I know like I'm a nurse, my job is multitasking, but you can only multitask the things at work. You can't be thinking about the extra things. Like you clock in, you're doing that job until you clock out and then you leave that job and then you can clock in back into like bodybuilding mm -hmm. while you're at work. You're still following your meals and stuff, but that should be second nature at this point, especially if you're in prep. Um, so just focus on the task at hand. And that's kind of, in general, a good <laughs> prep hand tip. Um, but also, there was something else. Hang on. That's honestly a really good tip. I had never thought about it like that. When you're at work, you're working. Just focus on work. Yes. I was going to say, some of you guys have jobs that you can't clock out of. So like, let's say... Like I know coaching for one, it's like kind of a 24 hour thing mm -hmm. um, that you still have to compartmentalize. So let's say you're going to the gym. You're not working during those hours, at least like, let's say that's the kind of job you have, or you're an on-call physician. Mm -hmm. You need to put the certain things in a time where you don't need to be interrupted. So like, don't plan your training during your call shift plan it after, make it an, make it an off day for your call shift. Um, and things like that, your coach should be able to help you with as far as like planning and strategizing. And if you can't, if your coach is one of those coaches, that's like, you have to train Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and you can't move your days around, then that's not going to work. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes, 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 yes. 
Like you can, you have to be strict. You have to be strict in front, but you can, you have to also be realistic to an extent Mm -hmm. and like life happens. You Mm -hmm. can't make excuses all the time, but you do have to be flexible enough to let life happen. Um, So like this weekend, I wasn't sure exactly when, like you guys know I'm a planner. I wasn't sure exactly when I was going to get all my stuff done. I knew that it was going to get done. I had certain rules for myself, like, sorry, if you hear this in the background, I'm grilling. Again, so we got some multitask. But um, where was I at? My brain's not working. No, that's okay. Um, You were saying that you knew you had stuff to get done. It was going to get done. You just weren't sure when because you're a planner. Oh, yes. So I have like certain rules for myself. Like, um, I had to get my cardio done. It was either going to be in the morning or in the evening. It couldn't be in the middle of the day. Well, Mm -hmm. we get back. So like Amber did her prejudging, her finals. I needed to do cardio before we went out. So I was like, we have three cars. It's fine. I'll meet you guys if you are ready and go before I'm ready. Um, Gyms were closed by then. So your girl had to put on a sweatshirt and sweatpants and go on a walk. Which I went down one road and I was like, oh, this, I don't need to go any further. So <laughs> I had to turn around, but like I got it done, got my heart rate up. Um, so, like, those that's what I mean with like allowing life to happen, but also being strict. You have non negotiables, you have to get them done, and you have to find a place to get them done, and mm-hmm. you have to sleep. So, yeah, it's true. You have like you your certain things, you have to get your meals in, you have to get your water in, you have to get your training in, you have to get your cardio in, and you mm-hmm. have to sleep. All the other things are extras, especially when you're close to show. Yeah. Like for like this coming up weekend is a prime example. So we're both going um, to Masters Nationals. I know Alexis has teammates competing. I'm sure she's got posing girls. I'm working. I'm doing stage glam. However, we are both still in prep. So we're both going to still hit our meals. We're both going to still get our cardio done. And we're both going to still train. We just have to work it in. However, it's just something that's got to be done. Yes. So like, for example, I need, I've already gotten the schedule from um, Rochelle because I'm going to like take care Mm -hmm. of making sure she's where she needs to be show momming again. Um, But I've gotten her schedule already. So I've already planned out when I'm going to do what so that I can be everywhere that I need to be, but also take care of my own stuff. Um, And I planned when I'm going to meet my girls, my other girls to do their final posing sessions. Um. So it's going to be strictly hour by hour. This is what I'm doing. The bike is going with me because that's going to save me time. So I don't have to rush around. Right. Like that's what you have to do. And if you don't, let's say you live too far, then you can't do every single thing that's on the list. Maybe like you're yeah. going to have to cut some wants out. That was the best advice Alexis gave me in prep because I was just really struggling because I was spread far too thin. And she said, something's going to have to go. And when she said it, I knew it. But, you know, sometimes, like, it's just a certain way or even who's delivering the message to you, how it just clicks. And when she said it, I said, you know what? He's 100% correct. I have to put myself first. I cannot, I can't go on trying to do everything under the sun. So it's just got, I got to get my stuff done. And then everything else, we'll, we'll figure that out later on. Yeah. Let's see. Where's my next question? Oh, there that was a long one. That was a long one. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, this is from Macy. I feel like I enjoy show weekends more when there's less expectations. Y'all agree? Heck yeah. 
I've definitely enjoyed this one because I had no expectations. Alexis is a little bit different than I. She tends to always have an expectation, which is fine. And here's the thing, you guys. Everyone's brains are different. Everyone processes things different. Everyone has to do things differently in order for them to get to the end goal. So just because maybe you don't operate like me or think like me or Alexis, it doesn't mean that you're wrong. The thing is figure out what works best for you and you do that. Yeah. Um, I have not ever gone into a show with no expectations and I know that's against the norm. Um, but I have to decide what's successful for me or nothing successful. I don't know. I, I can't really explain that. Um, well, it's I kinda, do think I think it's like if you can go into a show with no expectations, um, I think that's the best scenario. But if you cannot, then my advice is um, – Decide what you consider successful. Mm-hmm. Um, like for me at Tampa Pro, um, for my pro debut, what I decided was going to be successful was to be shuffled and compared. Um, I really wanted that first call out. There was like six, 17 girls, I think. So I felt like first call out was reasonable. Um, and I event, I placed way higher than that, you know, than that baseline. But I had to, I had to create something. Um, the Arnold more so, I think, what, I just didn't want to be last. <laughs> you know, that I guess that's less expectation. So you don't have to have a certain level. Um, no. I think it's important to decide what's successful for you. Like Amber's goal was not last place. So like, that's not a crazy first place expectation, but it's still some kind of goal, you know? Absolutely. Because Absolutely. the thing is you have to do I'm I'm a huge believer in setting yourself up for success. However, you cannot do that properly if you don't have a level of self-awareness. Like I knew for me personally, if I would have set the goal for first call out for my pro debut and I didn't achieve that, I knew the aftermath would have not been good for my mental health. So I have to do what I need to do to protect me. And that's just simply because I'm very self-aware. I knew going into a a very realistic and not a crazy expectation would have been not to come in last place. Okay, cool. That's great. Your pro debut, you got into the second call out. You didn't come in the last place. Awesome. But like I also stated, there are levels to this. So now I know the next show, I do have a goal in mind. That goal is to try and crack the top 10. That's my goal. Now, if that does not happen, we're going to pull an Alexis and we'll deal with it when it happens. But for my pro debut, I did not want any pressure on me whatsoever. And I think it was because I was coming off of so much pressure from getting my pro card. I just wanted a moment to just show up have some fun and not have any pressure on me. Yes. And I I think that's a great mindset. Um, So I wouldn't say that we've ever not gone into a show with no expectation at all. Right. Um, Just a realistic one that's like, uh, like pushing yourself to, but still reachable. Yeah. Because I even asked you, I said, okay, do you think it's a realistic goal for me to shoot for, top 10 at the next show and she said yes if it wasn't realistic she would have been like you know what maybe let's figure out a different goal perhaps so again you want to 
have a goal in mind, but you also want to figure out what's going to be realistic for you. Yes. Let's see. What are some tips for flexing your legs and heels? That question ain't for me because I don't flex legs and heels. That's going to be for Alexis. What you got for that one? Yeah. So bikini, <laughs> you're not flexing your legs. Please do not. Uh-uh. <laughs> um, wellness. The best way that I explain it is more so you're the only pose you're really doing much in is the front pose and you're not hard flexing. You are like engaging your quad to really just give it shape. So what I do is pull up at my hip flexor. So if you imagine your foot being glued, like your front leg being glued to the floor and trying to pull up at your knee to pull your foot off the floor. That's the best way I can explain it. Or some people will press their toes into the floor to give it some like emphasis on your quad, whichever one of those gives your quad better shape. Um, I can demonstrate it better than I can explain it. Um, Bikini, you should just be standing there. (laughs) Yeah. Into your glute a little, but you're not tightening anything. And that's the other thing too for you bikini girls, because they've been coming down really hard. Things they do not want to see. Like just make sure in your front pose, especially if you're upper, if you do have a little bit of muscle muscle mass on your upper, make sure your upper is relaxed. They do not want to see flared lats. Tyler has been coming down hard on that. He got on me about that. He got on me big time about my upper body. Basically just stand there. Don't do nothing crazy. Yes. So like a lot of bikini, once you have the muscle, it's just holding your shape. Mm-hmm. 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 That was all the questions I had. Did you have anything? Oh, yes. Hang on. I'm letting all these hoodlum dogs in the house. (laughs) (laughs) Be running around doing whatever they want, and then they bark to come inside when they're ready. All right. Let's see here. We can just rapid fire these. Um, Which style of heels do you like most? Um, My favorite are the strappy... um, which is like two foot straps, but no ankle strap from the shoe fairy. I have been wearing the Olympian 2.0 version, which is four and a half inches. They just made the Vixen, which is five and a half inches of the same shoe with a little bit like a, I think it's an inch platform under your toe, but I've been wearing the 2.0 Olympian. I'm so glad you said that because I wanted to order those. Yeah, I like four and a half because I'm tall. I prefer not to have like extra height on me because it's not necessary. And I just, I prefer a mule. So it doesn't matter. I just don't like the ankle strap because I find that for me uncomfortable. But of course, there's no right or wrong. It's going to be what can you move around the best in? Um, this one. Okay. Amber might be better at this one. Any advice to conquer stage nerves? What do you think about before stepping on stage? I personally don't get nervous. So I definitely get nervous. Um, If you're nervous, it's a good thing. That's that's what I've learned. You know, it's just because you care. You've worked so hard and you just want to do a good job. And what is so interesting because I'm nervous before I get on stage, like when I'm standing on the sideline, but then once I'm on stage, I'm fine. So I love that they make us do the group comparisons first because at the group comparison, that's when I work out all my nerves. After that, 
I'm good to go. I'm good to go for my individual routine. I'm good to go for call outs. It's just that first initial look. But what you have to understand is nerves mean you care. It's not something that's just going to probably go away automatically. I do believe the more stage time you have and the more confidence you gain in yourself, it does get easier. Yes. So um, I was going to say like the best advice that I can think of to give without having really been in the scenario is if you are severely nervous, one, try to relax on the fact that you've done everything that you needed to. You practiced your posing, you followed your plan, you are the best you that day. And two, if you need to be someone else for the two minutes that you were on stage, be that person yeah, in your right. brain. So whoever <laughs> yeah. you think is super fly, be that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that's what I do because I just feel like me and like my day-to-day life, I'm a pretty chill, subdued human being. But then I understand that when I'm on stage, it's time to perform. And me being super, super chill and subdued is not what we need in that moment. So you have got to turn it on. You have to perform. That's just basically what it is. Um, how do you explain bodybuilding to family when you first started competing? <laughs> I said, well, one, I showed them pictures of what I was trying to do. Because mm-hmm. when they can see. Hi. Family's home. <laughs> um once when they can like put a visual to something it makes more sense to them so I was like this is not a lifting competition because they always think that you're going to be lifting weights on stage yeah (laughs) so I just explained that that I'm like it's a physique competition I'm going to be posing I do all the lifting before on the show day I just pose um and then I showed them pictures of the physique style that I'm trying to attain Mm -hmm. at first they were like you want to look like a man and I was like that's not what I said what I said yeah and then eventually they either come around or they hate it my family came around they like it they support it um they supported me from the beginning and then they slowly started to understand it some people's families don't support it at all and they just won't and you can't make them no and that's the thing don't waste your time trying to make someone understand something that they do not want to understand. It is a waste of your energy and it is not going to do anything but stress you out in the long run. So at the end of the day, you're going to do what you want to do, just like they're going to do what they want to do. It is not your duty or job to make someone understand what it is that you're doing or your why. Yes. If you are a decent human being and you're a nice person and enjoyable to talk to, um, you will make friends within the sport. And that will be, those will be your friends for competing. Um, It's unfortunate if your family doesn't support you. However, not everybody's does. And it's not your job. It's not your responsibility. And they don't have to. Like, if they don't like it, they don't like it. And it'll it'll be sucky at first because you want your mom to be, like, cheering for you in the crowd. But everybody's mom's not going to be cheering for them. Um, So rely on the people that do you know like my family supports me they're coming to the olympia that'll be the first show that they see in person since my first season um they've watched all of them online you know like they tune in um 
but it hasn't like clicked in how important, how quite difficult it is until mm-hmm. now. And they're like, Oh crap. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yep. um, so like they're, they're starting to get it, but it's also not everyone can travel that much. Um, yeah. So like you guys see, and I try to post um, and be like, make it very open about how thankful I am for my friend group, like my bodybuilding family. Um, because that is important. And you know, the people that, came to the Arnold and dropped everything, you know, three weeks out, they're like, okay, how do we get tickets? And they just got them and arranged their pets to be sat and all of that and sat in the audience and cheered for me, um, having no idea how I would do. I appreciate that so much, but those people, I really didn't know any of them until I started competing. So like you will slowly build that foundation of friends within the thing that you enjoy. Yeah. Yep. Because, and that's the thing too, and I know this firsthand, I, just from being an only child, family is not always blood. You can create your own family. That's what I've done. Mm-hmm. All right. This one's super simple. Can you explain your post-it system for tracking prep? <laughs> I've gotten many messages on this and I don't, I feel like it's a letdown. Yeah. It's just a countdown. Um, so like some people thought that I was putting like inspirational quotes on them for daily things. And mm-hmm. I'm not, um, that's a good idea. And you can definitely do it. However, it's beneficial for you. I'm a visual person. I like a visual representation of everything. I have post-it stickers on my refrigerator of reminding me what to do when and what I'm doing on Wednesday versus Thursday. Am I working? Am I training? Like, what am I doing? Um, so my countdown in the bathroom, I have the Olymp- the current Olympia list of who's competing. Because, you know, I got, yeah, I'm psycho. I, I track all that. Um, <laughs> I like to know. And I have a photo of... The photo that I have up is... Um, like the awards picture from the Arnold. Oh, um, nice. Cause like other than my Olympia win, that's my like most proud placing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have just sticky notes. There's 16 weeks left to prep. There's 16 sticky notes. <laughs> I pull one off each week. <laughs> they don't say Ooh. anything. They're just little tabs. Right. Um, how does your training switch up from prep to off season split in intensity? It doesn't. Mm-mm. It's the same. It's the same. Um, of course, like when you're in prep, you're probably going to have those days where your energy is low. So you might not feel as strong, but keep everything. And, and really that happens in prep in off season too. Like That's you go into the gym and things are tight and you're like, Oh, I mm-hmm. need some body work. And mm-hmm. your numbers might be a little bit down and you just try to really squeeze and feel the muscle that day. And like, alter it a little bit that shouldn't be every day it shouldn't be every week um in prep as you get closer to your show um your stamina might go down it's going to feel harder you want to keep as close to your number your like weight numbers as you can um at some point super close they might start to go down but that's it the training the exercises are the same the reps are the same the intensity is the same everything's the same Mm-hmm. do you, like what built your muscles do that to keep it yeah the only thing that I experienced this go around I told you um just a little bit of dizziness 
just, you know, you're leaner. I mean, I've never been this lean before. And just, you know, yeah, if I'm you know, to, that's usually like hypoglycemia. Like your blood sugar is just dropping. You're, you're more insulin sensitive. So your blood sugar is getting low. It will come back up because yeah. you're going to burn fat to do that. So you'll be fine. You just have to like, once that starts happening, you just have to be aware of it and take it a little bit slower. Give yourself a little bit more time in between sets to recover and then next set go just as hard mm-hmm. that's it um what exercises have you found to benefit glute development most i would say heavy barbell squat or well yes heavy barbell squats but my first one is glute hip thrusts barbell hip thrusts mm-hmm. The machines are great for, in my opinion, for like engagement, like for a pump. Um, I do not like the machines to actually build a muscle. It's And maybe it's because I'm not shaped right. I always feel it in my lower back. I can't get the engagement of where I need it to be in order to actually go heavy and intense. Um, so barbell hip thrusts, barbell squats, like wide-legged um, and kickbacks yeah see i'm the opposite i like the thrusting but i like the machine the reason why i like the machine more so for me than i'd actually do the barbell like whenever i'm doing the barbell for some reason it's probably just my body mechanics and my arthritis like it just my hip does something really weird (laughs) and it kind of startles me a little bit. And I know like when I'm in the actual machine, I think it's just more support and I don't have that hip glitch. So I like a thrust, either one, whatever works best for you. And I like kickbacks a lot, especially for that upper, getting that upper glute, which I needed. Thrusting, kickbacks are going to be good. And I like sumo squats too. Like you said, wide stance. Yeah. So the same shit. Um, do you get cellulite in the off season? I don't put enough body fat on to just have walking cellulite. Mm-hmm. Um, typically cellulite, like one, it's genetic. So some people are more likely to have it show than others. Mm-hmm. Um, but typically cellulite's also just an over accumulation of fat cells. Fat fat doesn't um, deposit as a smooth surface. So if you have a large amount of fat stored, it's going to be bumpy. And then however thick your sub-Q um, and outer skin is determines of whether or not you see the bumps, basically. Um, so like older people tend to have more visible cellulite because their skin is thinner. Um, but... Like full off season, if I clench my butt real hard, you can see it. <laughs> but if I'm walking around, you don't, you know. Yeah. Um, but some of it's genetic of how easy it is to visualize. But the more fat that you have, the more likely you will have the visualization. Yeah, that's not anything I have personally off season. But again, like I have skinny genetics. So even when I get to my maintenance off-season weight to the average person, I still look fit. But I, I mean, both of my parents are tall and lanky. That's that's just the way my genetics are. Okay. This question I don't – I'm going to answer it the best I can. I might not be understanding it right, but I don't think it makes sense. Um, 
power lifter style training, mm-hmm. heavy versus MMC. I don't know what MMC means. Best for beginner to build overall muscle. I'm going to say powerlifting style training, the way that I understand it. No, it's not good for building muscle. It's good for building strength. That's why it's powerlifting. Um, But powerlifting, the people that I know that are very good at it, it's more so based in leverage, Mm -hmm. not squeezing a specific target muscle. Um, and lifting a weight with a specific target muscle, it's more so getting it off the ground, locking out, and getting it back down. Um, so I'm going to say no. Yeah, with powerlifting, you have to understand they have a totally different goal. They're doing this for strength. They're not lifting to look a particular way, whereas right. with us, like the judges don't care how much weight we lift. They just need to see what the physique is looking like. Like, yes, progressive overload is important because you need that to make progress. Right. However, judges aren't saying, oh, how much can you hip thrust? Like, they don't care. Like, do you have the glute depth and density or not? That's what they're looking yeah, at. Yeah, and there are different ways of progressive overload. It's not only your numbers. It's your form, sticking with yeah. those numbers. It's getting more reps at the same weight. Um, it's getting doing- more engagement. Huh? I've been doing mine with tempo. Yeah, exactly. Like more engagement, better tempo, um, slowing it down. There's all different ways to improve in the same numbers. Um, it's if you are focusing only on weight, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Um, and I think that's it. Oh, okay. Well, that's put us right at an hour. I know y'all like the longer episodes. <laughs> yeah. So- is it all for your, um, Cardio. Cardio. Yeah. So that's going to wrap up today's episode. You guys, if there's anything you ever want us to touch on, please make sure that you message us. But when this goes up, you will officially be able to message us on our Girl Gangs podcast Instagram. So if you have any questions, make sure you send them that way. And it's okay if you still hit us up personally, that's fine. But Alexis and I will both have access to our Girl Gangs podcast Instagram. I'll make sure to put that down below in the show notes. You can just send us all of your questions there. And of course, you can still continue to tag us. We love it when you do that. You can tag both of us. You can tag the Girl Gangs podcast Instagram, all that stuff. We appreciate it. So we will be chatting with you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys.